0: Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Onward and Upward, a Kansas City podcast. My name is Blake Rumsey. I am your host, and today is May 4th of 2019. On today's episode, the fifth episode of this podcast, we are going to do things a little different today. We're going to—I'm going to actually have a guest on the program— Something that we've been wanting to do for a while, and hopefully we will be doing more as time goes on, but uh, today's guest is actually uh, my own, uh, one of my own relatives. My my dad is on the program, uh, Shane Rumsey. Dad, say hello.
1: Good morning. Um,
0: My dad is a city development, uh, uh, what would you call geek? it, aficionado <laughs> geek, that sort of thing, just yeah. like myself, and... Um, dad, ca- tell uh, tell uh, everybody what you do and, and what uh, yeah and that sort of thing. You're kind of your background in in s- city development with that.
1: My background basically is my father was a carpenter and a builder for probably fifty plus years. Mm-hmm. And whenever I was a kid, of course, I used to like to go places with dad and you know ride around in his pickup truck. And what he would do is he would drive around town let's say, on a Saturday or a Sunday afternoon, and he wanted to see what other people were doing, what kinds of construction projects were going on. Mm-hmm. And so I just rode with him, and in the process of doing that, I just kind of picked up the interest in you know, seeing these kinds of things and finding out really what was important about them. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I got my start. Uh, I, I grew up and I took a little bit of um, construction skills classes in high school, uh, building trades, they called it, uh, but after I got out, I really wanted to uh, pursue media, mm-hmm. so that's what I've done throughout my career—is done media-type uh, productions. Okay, cool. Yeah, so
0: that's uh, in my background. Obviously, being my grandfather's grandson, my father's son, I've—I grew up with the same interest. Just you know, going to with grandpa and with dad. You know, when dad was around, if you know, if he wasn't at work, going to. You know, construction sites or to the lumber yard in Sedalia, where where we're originally from, and uh, Her- Herman Herman's Lumberyard is what it was called, and still around. And uh, you know, just checking out renovations and you know, new new construction projects and things. So, so yeah, that's cool. So, Dad, what is your since this is about city development related to this city, what are the top five things of 2019 you're, you're anticipating, you're, you're excited to see starting to be constructed or finishing, and or finishing?
1: I don't know if I have five. Or like, I yeah, just whatever. Of, but I can tell you a couple anyway. The project that I've been excited about for years, um, several years since we first found out, is the Federal Reserve building, the old yeah. one being re- renovated into the new embassy suites. And I am super excited about that because that building is a fortress. Yeah, uh, It is uh, very ornate, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I think it'll be beautiful to uh, to walk into the first time. I'm excited about when they have the yeah. old house. It's still a ways away, but that's going to be a really cool building. Um, I'm also excited about the West Bottoms because the West Bottoms is really the, heart of business mm-hmm. in early Kansas City. And was. we've got
0: stuff on that today too in the news. So anyway, go ahead.
1: Yeah, I'm excited about that that part of town being, you know, seeing a new revival. And I I don't know how it's gonna come along. It may take a long time because there's quite a bit down there mm-hmm. to real you know, to really work on. But they're coming along and they're building some big projects like they're the Abernathy and
0: Wyoming buildings that are being renovated. Yes. And the and yards and
1: Hoping that all the businesses that are down there now can weather the the, the time mm-hmm. to stay in business long enough to get enough people living down there to really you know stay in business uh-huh. permanently. Um, I I like to see these big buildings in the older buildings like the Netherlands building mm-hmm. on Broadway, uh, or is that on Main? That's on. It's Maine. on Main. It's, it's on. It's, Maine. it's on. Yeah, yeah. Main. That's another Maine. project I'm excited about. I uh, I like to see those old buildings renovated. They've oh yeah. Done some of the others I I think Mac Properties has done a wonderful job on Armor. That that yeah. street is beautiful. Mm-hmm. The way they've made the uh road diet. Mm-hmm. And uh the trees and everything along there. It just looks very very attractive, I think, mm-hmm. just driving through it.
0: For sure. Yeah, it's it's great and uh Yeah, it's it, it'll be interesting to see what what all the branches of that, especially once you get to Troost and and all that. I mean, that's the that's a whole other story. That's which we've mm. talked about on this program several times. Just in, when it comes when news articles are about truce come up, but cool. So, yep. So that's 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 my dad. That's what he's that's what he's been passionate about. At least on that front. Is there anything that you're inti- that you really are as far as any specific project that you're hoping to hear announced? Uh, that would be that's we know is in the in the
1: in the rumor mill. Well, I don't know about the rumor mill, but or
0: official, unofficial,
1: uh, things that I would like to see. I would, I would like to see a lot more employment downtown. Oh I yeah, think, I think downtown's going to have to have a lot more jobs. Oh yeah, uh, and and for sure, with that, I think what we need is a couple of large towers built, mm-hmm. new construction. We the the old construction's gone. There's we're looking no at you, more. Cerner.
0: That's who we're looking at. Yeah,
1: yeah there's no more there's no more old buildings left to convert, and besides they're wanting f- uh, floor plates and that sort to be uh, a space that they can actually expand and and contract and however they want with you know the the uh, the places that go in there mm-hmm. and to do that they're going to have to build new buildings because the other the way that they're built they're just not capable of being able to to accommodate that
0: right right yeah
1: i i couldn't agree more. So that's my probably my biggest uh, expectation. Is yeah, because that, that will in the change next everything years. else. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, cool. Well, then, with that being said, let's jump into the news. First, in our trip, as we go north to south, since we we tend to uh, try to go from one part of the city and work our way down. So today, we're going to be starting in. Uh North Casey with just a little this is just a little blurb. I couldn't I couldn't get very much information about it because of the Kansas City Stars paywall on their website. But uh they there is a Lawrence based uh restaurant called Jefferson's, which I guess is insanely popular, that is opening at three hundred Armour Road in North Casey. It's a they're famous because they have all kinds of stuff, but they have an oysters and so there will be the first oyster bar in the northland and is there an
1: oyster bar south
0: i mean I there's know. jack's which is over here by the pl- at, you know in the okay. plaza but that's
1: that's the only one that
0: there is to my knowledge i mean there's well what was uh, what's his name mark borger that, or whatever his name is the guy that owns uh Lazzarone and uh and komatsu he was supposed to open his oyster bar project because he has the the first one he's already built one it's in saint joe where he's from but he was supposed to build one where um i think it's called glam which is on Fifth and wyandotte in the river market there's a little oh yeah space yeah I've seen it those. was supposed to go in there and it never happened so okay. i don't know if he just wasn't making enough money or what but it, it fell through so that's not there any, that's not going to happen but um so yeah that'll be the first and i've I had not heard of this place and I had meant to read more about it bef- but the paywall got me so my apologies for not having more information on it but the it's supposed to open up sometime this year I'm assuming and yeah so North KC yet again wins out and gets more things in which I was told by someone who does bus- who's been doing business with Northlander Northlander or North KC the city itself That the city, why so many things are going there and are not staying, say in West Side or in Crossroads, because Crossroads is because it's so friggin' expensive, and more than anything else, obviously, obviously it's more expensive. But the thing that's a bigger deal is is that the city, North KC, does not require as much as KC itself in building and all that. They pretty much let you do whatever you want and don't. They're not as they're not as Big a hassle to work with and starting a business, whereas, Kansas City proper is a is a bitch and a half. <laughs> and, and like we
1: said, it's close enough to the urban core yeah. and the river. It's yeah. just right over the river that yeah. it's not like they have to go clear out into suburbia to go to this place. So yeah, and from that standpoint, it it makes sense that they could put an oyster bar there. But yeah, you know, it, well, it's, it's like we Pinoy it that kind of Fli-
0: Filipino place with the the. Uh, uh, Shipping crate, the, the, the ship shipping container oh, concept they're building up yeah. off armor. I don't remember what part of armor it's on, but that one of the things that's going in there is a is that Filipino joint and it's those are all the reasons why because it's just so much cheaper they to do. They give a
1: lot more latitude there than they do in the right. KCMO. Well then like
0: supposedly the Outlaw Cigar Company is going to open a distillery or some sort of a distillery or brewing company and also have their cigar thing in the same spot up there. I've I've also heard that that fell through, but you know, I I don't know for certain. I'll, I'll when I if I have more information I'll share. But uh but yeah, so that's that's North KC. That's the only thing north of the river worth talking about this week, but um on to item number 2. This is uh this comes from Startland News and I mean actually everybody talked about this, but I had the first scoop on this particular thing. Um, or at least I, I heard I was one of the first to hear about it that before it was published, about a week beforehand, and that is Thou Mayest Buys Out Key Coffee absorbs the long sundered and one of the Kansas City's first third wave experiences. Yes, Thou Mayest has bought Key Coffee, uh, not Quay, but Key Coffee in the River Market and at the Nelson, just just a few blocks from where I sit now.
1: Probably the best possible scenario for that location.
0: Potentially, yeah. A um, lot more money behind it for sure. So the scoop is, and this is an interesting bit, Bo Nelson, who is the co-founder of Thou Mayest, did not actually approach Corey Stepp, who is the... Now former owner of Key about buying it, Corey actually came to him to buy this spot. So I uh, th- I thought that was interesting. But he so to be honest, I always kind of thought that 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 was going to happen at some point that it would get sold off or something. Um, just years over the years, things have just changed so much with the Key Coffee experience, and every barista knows what I'm talking about. Anybody that spent is hundreds of hours as many of us did over the pro- over the the you know process of years uh at key knows that that happened over the course of 2012 to uh 2015 uh, early 2016 and and that's no ill will towards anybody that's just that's just that's just how things are that's truth and i know that i'm getting more into my opinion with this and you know what they say about opinions but that's that's the that's what I've found universally among those that I know who are in coffee or just were f- have been fans of key for years, have noticed. And um I wish Corey Stip all the best and his business partner who is also with that the best in their n- next endeavors in life. Um but but uh, it it this this should be interesting because that uh Bo had talked about has been talking about in the media and in private with people and stuff and at parties and whatever about his designs of you know, making the the Thaumais brand and making these different concepts. And so, my assumption is that Key Coffee will become one either his one of his boldly go or alter ego concepts. Like Cafe Equinox is his Equinox Coffee concept because he names them after the bags of coffee. So that's oh. that. I know this for a fact. So it's a it's like a it's a model. Each one has a different kind of. Mo- Model and so it's not like a franchise per se, but it's the it's just each idea. It's a conceptual idea. So, uh, so with this whole thing though, there's there's a various facets to this whole thing. Um, one is the, the that with this announcement also came the news that cl- uh, that thou will be opening a new, not a kiosk. It's more than that. A, a, a s- they'll have their own space. We'll say that in Collective X. So Collective X is opening at th- uh at five one nine East Eighteenth Street, so it's right down the street from their former uh flagship. And yeah, the next across block the sh- over. Yeah, it's across the street from Sandlot Goods in that uh I think it's a CrossFit Gym. And uh and it's just a building over from where Made in Casey's headquarters is like where their the offices nice, are nice at. Nice
1: little building. It's got big windows and lots, lots of nice brick on the front.
0: Yeah, yeah, and the the that that Collective X is uh, the brainchild of a guy named Johnny uh, Don Barn. It's his idea. It's a. It's basically it's a collaborative space. It's not like WeWork per se. It's not a a, a co working space per se. But artists and entrepreneurs. It's a. It's a. Yeah. Collaborative space. I I don't know how to describe it, but it's 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 a little different. They'll all have they'll have their different stalls and things, but thou is going to have the outpost, so T-H-E-E, not just a single E outpost. And it'll be a space for creating new drinks. They'll have a laboratory in there so they can create new stuff and experiment with them. And also have events and one-off drinks and specialty stuff that maybe they'll just have that night and won't ever really do again. Um, So that's, it'll be, it's, it's, which is funny because Bo had talked about this idea the first time I met him almost six years ago. Um, He had talked about wanting a, like a coffee laboratory. And so this is the first thing. After six years, he's finally able to do something like that. Um,
1: Well, he has done coffee tastings there before.
0: No, no, at, at Collective at thou, X. Thou mayest. Well, thou mayest, yeah, but it's it's we're talking about we're talking Latin, six years ago. We're talking about experimentation with coffee right, and, right, and things like that, yeah. and, and so this will be interesting. So it's going to be a coffee shop, also, but it's it's it has a more it has a an actual purpose outside of just slinging spro. So so what, yeah, so that's the that was a. An interesting tidbit from all the from Startland and everybody else that's been talking about it. The it's also worth noting that he says that the they're, they don't plan on changing the names yet at Key. Personally, I hope. Please, Bo, don't do that. I hope you don't. <laughs> I'd like I like to see things stay the same if there's no reason to change it. Now, granted. If you change the the one at like the Nelson, I I wouldn't really care. It's, I but it's it's nice to see buildings that hang on to the names of the original spaces within because uh, I don't know it's just a it's just an interesting name. It's not the end of the world, but it would be cool to see it stay. Um, so that but with all that being said, some other changes at these locales. One, they're going to add more greenery. I mean, being being that he's from a family of planters and horticulturists and all that of course, there's going to be more plants because that's what Bo is famous for, which will be great. And he's, in fact, I would almost single-handedly commend Bo for being the guy that basically made plants and coffee shops as far as a beautiful design space a thing in Kansas City because nobody else was doing that. Now, that's not to say that at... Say say like little freshy before it became Goat Hill that those things weren't already in place, but it's it, he kind of helped get people in that direction I think to one degree or another because oddly has that now and and there's just it's there's a lot and it's it's nice to see nice to see more greenery added to shops and things, but with that also they're gonna do some equipment changes so I don't know what that means exactly probably change out some espresso machines and things like that but. They're going to do that. Obviously, they're going to change the coffee. Pr- all the guest roasters are going away, and it'll be Val, which will be cool. And they'll do more seasonal drinks, and they'll also be offering more alternative milks, which means probably Oatly beca- or, or some or whatever other oat milk brands are out there because nobody, most of the time people just have, as many of you know, soy or almond milk. So that's, that's going to be a thing. So that's that's uh, that's the news when it comes to the thou mayest thou mayest is like the it to, if I may use a historical example is like the the new pressure of of uh, of this of this continental Europe of Kansas City. So if if messenger is is like Russia or or the roastery is like Russia, then. Maybe that makes messenger like Austria Hungary or like the uh, Austrian Empire before it was called Austria Hungary, and I don't know. It's just it's a funny it's a funny thing. Oddly so corrected. they're just there's there's a lot out. of there's a lot of momentum going here, and the flagship location is still, as Bo said in, in the article, is still a couple years out. Um, and we've talked about that in the very early stages of this that that's that's going to happen and it's going to be amazing. It'll be. Unbelievable when he gets to, when it when it opens and I don't even know that much about it. I just have tiny little details about it, but it's obviously uh, you're excited about it. Yes. So. And what were you gonna say a minute ago?
1: No, I said you're you're not gonna give a call out for for uh, oddly correct.
0: Well, like uh, well, them to, to oddly oddly is like the what would you call it? They they're like the the kingdom of Sweden or something like so that.
1: So if. If the roastery was Russia, what is Parisi?
0: Pre oh well, Parisi be like the Ottoman Red Empire. <laughs> be like no, they'd be like the, no. That would be the opposite. They'd, so they'd be like the Ottomans versus the the Russians. Okay. These two monumental powers in an eternal struggle with each other, which makes like Broadway Coffee, you know, ke- you know, the Kingdom of France or something like that.
1: Yeah, I think it. it it's. Uh good to mention that Kansas City kind of has a history in coffee because of Folgers. Yeah. And a lot of times it's pretty common in businesses that if you have a big business in your community, mm-hmm. sometimes it'll sp- uh, offshoot, there will be uh, a cottage industry. Similar ideas, yeah. Of people that develop out of that. And Kansas City can probably put their their claim that in coffee. Folgers yeah. as the as the beginner of that because yeah they they uh provided so much employment downtown yeah 100 years did. ago yeah and so it's true after a while some of those people started making their own and this town is naturally geared toward coffee so i think that's why kansas city has such a rich history and and a very good current culture in coffee in the country yeah. compared to most other cities
0: yeah definitely that's uh that's it's it's true and I, and anybody that's been and I've said this boor- before. Anyone, you ask anybody in the coffee community that's been to other cities extensively and went to a lot of coffee shops in each one of those cities, they will tell you that Kansas City is consistently the best. Um, as strange as that is, it's not. It's not even a. a it's I don't. I, at, because I respect them, I know that they're not. It's not a bias thing. It's just it's because they've tried to find better because they thought that well I'm just I'm just full. And, a, to a, a man and woman, they've all said the same. So, and I tend to agree with them, at least in my experience. I've had amazing coffee in other cities, but just as far as consistency, we're talking about just that hitting the bullseye or damn near close. They, they've done,
1: we, we do a great job, so. Well, and having several different coffee shops in town, I mean, a lot of them, that actually are, uh, a lot of them that are popular, and are very well uh, received in town. I think are. I think that's something, really. I mean, compared mm-hmm. to other cities, there. It's like we've talked about before. Several cities that have two or three mm-hmm. really nice high end coffee shops, but we happen to have more than that. that we are, ha- that are right up on that level. We have
0: a dozen, basically, yeah, or yeah. Le- little less than that. And that's, and even and I- and yeah, that's the thing is even our even our worst coffee is considered. Better than most, <laughs> uh, or is uh, is the average of what other cities, or is like the considered the best that other cities have. Mm. So, but moving on from coffee to uh, and the river market and the Nelson and all that, we're going to move down to the uh, to the power and light district. So, uh, city scene KC is reported as a couple of other places have as well. That Bladen Timber, so uh, Ryan Henrik uh, and those chaps, uh, they've they're moving Bladen Timber, a axe throwing uh, a recreational space, I guess is what you call it, just a, a place to throw axes. They have they are moving that from Mulberry Street in the West Bottoms over by Blip and Fetch and all that and the ship. They're moving that over and up into the Power and Light District to thirteen o three Baltimore, so right across the street from the new n- new built housing uh, apartment condo housing of Power and Light Apartments, and in the old Kobe Japanese uh, steakhouse that was there, and it right it'll be right below Strata, so when. Copacan and Brooks and H&R Block and all those guys, when they build Strata, the new office tower, it'll be right below it. And also, it'll be across the street from uh, the new PTs that's going in right underneath uh, the Power and Light Apartments building, or is one of the first retail spot to
1: open up in there. PTs as another location, not another. Mm-hmm. So they'll have. They're the, opening
0: a second location just right up yeah, the street so we're from talking, the other one.
1: we're talking about a half a mile. Mm-hmm. Now some one people do
0: that. I mean, broasters. there's now granted uh, yes, the roastery is does that. They just canvas everything, or like Dunkin' Donuts in Boston or something. They just pff, they're everywhere on every corner. There's a there's also for those of you who don't know a the busiest intersection in the United States I guess is in Dallas, and on all four corners is a Starbucks, and they're all four successful because they absorb because everybody goes to a different one. Because if it was all just in one or two. It would be too much, so they spread them out, so they all make money. So it makes sense. It's just kind of funny to to think about it.
1: Take the right hand turn to get into the parking
0: lot. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's weird because PT's is this is the first place they have two locales at, and they're both, they're not across the city or a few miles away, they're not even a mile away from each other. (laughs) So uh, that's so it's funny, but it's it'll be cool. But anyway, the. Back to Bladen Timber. Bladen Timbers moving over there, and what was inferred that I took from the article and what was kind of said is that Cordish may have went to them and offered them the space uh, because it didn't sound like they had planned on moving out of the West Bottoms. It sounds like they were th- they were approached about it, so. So that's cool. Uh that's a little different. It's it's uh it's it's good to see Cordis is trying to get people locally. And they and it's not like they've been doing a bad job there. They've done a great job. It's I just kind of unexpected because this, to my knowledge, and I f- I'm positive I'm right about this, that this is the very first recreational leisure s- s- uh business to go into Power and Light that's not a restaurant, not a retail store and not uh, you know, a you know, music venue or something like that, which means they're all, which means it's also, you know, food and drink. So, a bar or something. So, this is the very first one that's actually an activity. You're going there to do something. Now, that doesn't mean that it's just going to be axe throwing lanes, there, which there will be. It, let's see, let's see, what, how many axe throwing lanes were there? Oh, yes, 11 lanes. Uh, that they will be also adding though, they'll have drinks, so I'm assuming there'll be a bar of some kind, and they'll also have yard games, which I'm nobody should be surprised by that because that's so popular right now. But yeah, so there'll be yard games, and they'll uh, they'll have darts and things like that. So that that's something to look out for. It's so if you if you're looking for getting having a little quieter, you know, experience, trying to get maybe if you're driving, have a little more parking space. To get to Bladen Timber, you're gonna be at out of luck on this one. You're gonna probably have to walk a little ways or find a parking garage. But nonetheless, this will be good for them. This is this is great. This this Bladen Timber will have way more business now, and uh, I know people that work there. Their tips will go up, and that'll be great. So, so this
1: will be on Main Street. This will be right off of Main Street.
0: This will be on the corner. Oh, it's on the southeast up. corner of Thirteenth and Baltimore. Okay. So if you've got the Millbach Hotel to your northwest and then the Midtown Office built Old Midtown Office Building north directly across the street on the north end of that across the yeah. 13th.
1: Yeah, that's that's where it's I, at. I was just thinking it would be fascinating to think what somebody from 100 125 years would ago would something. have thought that downtown Main Street on in Kansas City yeah. will someday have an axe throwing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> business in there, you know. What a
0: redneck yokel know. thing to have in your in your, you know, as a th- as a deal. Well, and that's the thing is, is Bladen Timbers expanded all over all over the continental and even island island holdings of the United States. We uh, they have a location in Hawaii as well as in Seattle and then one's locally uh, in various towns. In I think Louis, there's Lawrence. I think there's one in St. Louis. I'm not for sure on that, but there's also one in Lawrence. Mm. So, Blade and timber, very good news for them. All the best. Number four is we're going to head over to the West Bottoms. And there's uh, some interesting news coming out of there that there's a project that was talked about several years ago. That was, a, that was an announcement uh, uh, about a specific bridge called the Car uh, River Br- Railroad Bridge, but it's also known as the Rock Island Bridge. Well, there's some huge news uh, related to that that's popped up the past few days. Um, and this is from an article was written about this in the Business Journal, I believe. But the my information comes overwhelmingly from the R- uh, Rock Island Project website, rockislandproject.org. So if you want to go look that up yourself, you can find it there. Uh, this is... The The company called Flying Trust is partnering with Kansas City, Missouri and Kansas City, Kansas, KCK, to build and refurbish, uh, refurbish, renovate, restore the bridge and make it the first, quote, creative crossing in, in Kansas City, but also the first thing of its kind ever built, at least in the United States. And this, so this project is to restore, as I said, the Rock Island Bridge, built in 1905. And the developers were able to get a 50-year lease from uh, from the, I think, the railroad or from, uh, from the state or states to use the property. So what they want to do is, starting in fall 2019, with a two-phase construction deal, they want to redo this bridge they want to make it a linear park is what they're calling it or something along those lines and it will have a food hall on the deal so almost like the jersey shore like a pier like the navy pier or something they'll have a food hall or food food places all along the bridge it'll have green spaces and artwork and an event space and other entertainment-related things, and they hope that what they will create of it is nothing that is quote um, nothing like it. There there will be nothing like it in, in America, and that this will bring a a a linking of the two cities, the better city KCMO versus the not as good a city KCK. That's a joke, but still, I'm from KCMO, so I'm I'm biased, but the linking them together uh, and creating a a new place to go a new destination and something that can be that could be a landmark for Kansas City for both for both cities and something you know that when people think of Kansas City this will be a th- this bridge this unique bridge and its setup will be that so the this this project uh was st- it was the first mention of this happening was I'm f- I believe years ago, when it dad. They had a that Rock Island was. They talked about the Rock Island Bridge, like five, four years ago, something like that. That somebody had bought or was trying to buy it or something. There was something that was wanting to be done with it, and they were hoping in the future to to turn it into some. Or maybe I'm thinking of something else that's related to Rock Island that's farther down the Rock Island line and turning it into a trailer. So, this name has been brought up before oh, I, no, I, just,
1: I i don't recall that but
0: whatever the case whatever the case this is really exciting cuz this will be this is going to further develop the west bottoms specifically the the um unofficial name of the stockyards district to so the south side of the west bottoms so and uh, to for those who don't know where this is rock island bridge is right across, it's, it's, you could throw a rock at it from the High vee Arena. So it's right over there off Genesee. And the, the Stockyards building, uh, Stockyards Brewing Company, Gold Knox, Voltaire, uh, Lucky Boys, that's all right there. The Yards apartment project that's going on that we talked about. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. It's, uh it's raw right there. And so what this would do is, is I th- I think the first phase is just related to the bridge itself. Doing the bridge, making the basic concept, but I think the next step would be trying to create a riverfront, an actual riverfront like say like San Antonio or Little Rock or other cities have. And that's fantastic. I I I mean nothing like this has ever really happened for this city. So not at least not since the River Key was first built and Kansas City was first founded. You know, back 180 years ago, so super exciting stuff. Um, hopefully, we will hear more from Flying Trust and start seeing construction crews over there in the next few uh, few months. Yeah, a few months. I mean, I hope it's not. I hope they don't say like so. Oftentimes, happens that fall 2019, and then it doesn't happen till fall 2020 or fall 2021.
1: So well, I'm sure their expectations are just as they're also cooperative. You know, they're as excited about it as everybody else is. Well, yeah, so yeah they, you know, that's true. They want to try to get it going, but well, it's also things uh, take time.
0: It's true, but then you know, with that also, the cities are part. The cities are a part of the process. So it, I think that if they're involved. Things will move a little quicker because since they're integrated into the deal, and they, so the red tape and everything isn't the same. It's not they're not doing it completely on their own and going to the city. The city is in conjunction with them doing this thing. So anyway, so Rock Island Bridge folks, keep an ear out for it. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be awesome. Go look up. Go to the website. Check out. Flying Trusses concept art and and their store they have a they have all the information on there it's 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 it looks just awesome so to the next bit of news so this is coming out of I think last week two weeks almost two weeks ago is the folks who are trying to build Hotel Bravo so right across the street from the Kaufman Center at Wyandotte at uh, th- th- that would be S- Sixteenth and Wyandotte. they, seventeenth and Wyandotte. That eighteenth is on the south side. The they are trying to. They're going to the city uh, on Wednesday, so May the fifth. They're gonna try to. They're gonna go before the city and make the case for giving tax, uh, getting a tax incre- increment finance financing deal from the city and why they deserve it. So, I'm gonna go well. For those who know what a tiff is t i f tax increment financing, what that is, you go, oh yeah, comp- people do it all the time. Well, this is a big deal and and there's been some spark of outcry against it because hotel bravos I may have mentioned in early in the in the in this show's history is a ultra high end hotel, thirteen stories, uh using the parking lot that's right next to it, where oak and steel that I re- mentioned last last episode. Is going in at, so it'd be right next to that. Thirteen next story, to the
1: east side of Kaufman. Yeah, yeah, and, and south of the Convention Center. Hotel. Precisely, precisely.
0: It's going to, um. It's going to fill in that space, and that's owned by the Kaufman Center, and is tax exempt. There's no money. There's no taxes coming from it, so it's just sitting vacant. There's nothing. There's no dollar signs attached to it, so. Hotel Bravo wants to build this ultra high-end hotel. They say that has no market. They've there's no market for it here yet, and they want to be the first to do it. And it would have a very specific clientele. It's not for everybody. This is not egalité. We're talking about here this is for very specific kinds of people that are wanting to spend large amounts of money for a specific kind of experience. And so that's they they have other uh hotels throughout the US, but they this is their first time in Kansas City, and this is a big deal because this would be—I think it's a seventy-five percent TIF—is what they want. I think, which is—it's—it's sh- it's, uh, to, to basically they—they d- they just wouldn't have any taxes put on them for decades, isn't it? Well, like a couple, like tw- they would percent. They just years? have
1: twenty-five percent of the taxation. Yeah,
0: so they would have a very small amount of, that they would be taxed for and then eventually after a, a number of years a, a set number of years that the full tax would go into play. So people are upset about this. There's two sides. There's the side that goes that is ag- that is against it that goes this is a waste. We should not be funding companies like this that are just trying to use the city and get, you know, not have to pay much and we should be funding other projects that will pay full taxes or will pay more taxes. And that is more beneficial to a lot more people. So that's the populist uh uh you know, I don't want to spend my I I I don't like that. The not the NIMBY, which some people that hear this might go, are you calling me a NIMBY? How dare you say that? Yeah. But um it it's kinda like that. The not in my backyard is what NIMBY means for those who don't know. So the so the other side of this is the side that says, "Well, the property has no money;
1: it's not generating. It's any not tax generating dollars.
0: any taxes at all. So that's better than no taxes. And it with the with the right. hope, as long as the economy is fine, that and the and that thing doesn't go out of business, that in ten years, fifteen years, whatever." That money will then go 100%, and then, woof, you have a windfall of cash from this property every year.
1: And there's a good chance that if they don't give them tax incentives, mm-hmm. they won't build it at all. We won't have it. No, no. And so what good is that going to do? Precisely. If they, if they incur the cost of construction and building the building and maintaining it and running it, and then they can't make money after 20 years, what did we lose by doing that? Right. Nothing really, because the lot is empty. It's not generating any tax dollars now. Right. So it's a win-win situation, and they're doing it right. specifically where it is because of the Kaufman Center, because that is almost the only place in the city where they feel like they can really make a profit. It's right next
0: to the convention hotel. So okay. So and you have it. They'll be able right. to
1: put up, um, you know, people that are performing at the Kaufman mm-hmm. Center from out of town, from out of the country. They'll be able to allow yeah. them there. So yeah, I can see where you know they c- they could make it.
0: Well, because imagine, because imagine this. Okay, let's let's say we have big conventions. Let you know the ho- the convention hotel and all that. Let's let's you know these conventions coming into town. Let's say it's something really big, and it's got. Uh, let's say it's a tech convention, and they have billionaires and very high dollar people very you know very, you know people that are big names in the business that are coming in and want to stay in a hotel near the convention hotel well or near the convention center well there's a convention hotel well what if the convention hotel is not exactly what they want well i guess they could go to the marriott well what if the marriott isn't well what about uh you know the Mule block when that gets done well that's you know i don't want to do that i they want to be some place that's they can that's right there and that's super high end, that's luxurious, and you know, if that's that kind of person's what they want, obviously. We're we're this is a hypothetical scenario. But this'll be all the things that they want right there. And the Kaufman is right across the street. So if you have a high, you know, some high end names in you know, in a performance that's going on there. They may need more
1: than just the presidential suite at the Crown Center. Well, they have they have celebrities
0: that go there. You have Yo Yo Ma that plays there. Like,
1: what's better than having a hotel right across the street that's luxury? Several hotels downtown have presidential suites or the high end suites. uh, One or two of those that are priced up there, you know, hotel five six ten thousand dollars a night. But we're talking about one room for one party, right? uh, Not. Several people, and this right. new place is supposed to be a five star, and have amenities unparalleled to the amenities you have in any other other hotel right. on every floor of right. the hotel. Right. So everybody in there is like in the presidential suite.
0: Yeah. It's it's yeah. It's it's the top dollar all the way down. So, so
1: the arguments
0: both are understandable. One doesn't. The, the my main problem with the proposal is that it has. It's kind of tone deaf, as I as Dave Johnson said on Casey Rag, uh, the 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 head honcho over one of the main guys over at Ride uh, Ride KC. That's what that's what he said, and I and I uh, it is it is it is a pretty tone deaf proposal because it sounds really bad. It's like oh, rich
1: the people stuff that other people can't enjoy, well,
0: and then you go well.
1: That's the then. way it goes. Rich people are what makes the world go round,
0: right? And you're like well. At the same time, though, if you look at the details, though, you go, well, this place, this would actually make money. This would th- They're not adding another parking garage, so there's not money going towards that from the city. Because a lot of the time, like Cordish and other places, they're going, hey, you know, parking garages, we need money for this. We need, you know, stuff from the city. They're not asking for that because that's already taken care of. They're just going to use the one next door. So there's. I understand that it's not it's not a position if you're on the city council or running for mayor that you definitely want to take if because it's not a popular position to go, yeah, um I am forgiving tiffs to to high end luxury places that most people won't have because most voters that even pay attention to local elections go, Meh, I don't like it. That's me that's not me. I can't that's not, that doesn't help me out. And it's like, well, you uh you have to remember this isn't about you
1: as <laughs> much. This is about well, the city. I can't quantify this, but I think that TIF money or the TIF uh, process has not got really what you'd call hard, fast rules. They it, no. it's somewhat liquid and it's so it's up to discussion and debate as to how you want to give that money or give that not money. It's, it's called You're not common giving law. money. This is not giving money. This is allowing people to not give you as much money yeah in taxation these businesses yeah. where they don't have to pay as much that's a whole different concept it's a bargaining process right. is really what it is but i think the whole concept of tiff is somewhat debatable as to what you you know you can pick and choose what you want to what you want to fund and or or allow to be built and what you don't want to allow your tax uh deferment mm-hmm. to go to
0: no i i, I agree it's uh it's understandable, and uh, I, th- I think the city the city will probably make the right choice because this is not the same situation that happened with the Drury Inn that was proposed, where the school board building is. That would have been a friggin' disaster, and that that Drury. So, for those of you who don't know, back last year, Drury the Drury Inn they proposed building a 12-story building downtown at where the school board building is, so north, the block north of the Sprint Center. They wanted to build a hotel there, tear it down, put one there. But the problem was is they wanted the TIFF, obviously, but then the before they even actually got to the point of even proposing it, like put f- f- in person to the city council, they pulled out. Well... It, because the overwhelming negative response to the deal, and it wasn't over the TIF, which they claim it was. They they tried to backpedal and basically poo-poo Kansas City and go, well, they just couldn't appreciate they us. And have,
1: they have too many hotels. They have so.
0: too many hotels anyway, so screw them. Well, the, Drury, guess what? That's not what happened, and you daggum well know it wasn't because everybody mocked your design and said that your proposal looked like garbage and it looked like it belonged in the friggin' suburbs. It, it was a god awful design. It was so horrible and everybody that lo- that saw it was it, incredulous uh, because they
1: essential 90s stucco look.
0: Oh my gosh, yeah. It looked like this this looked like a project that
1: that they that built was, 20 years ago or 30. This years looked ago.
0: like a watercolor concept art painting or painting for something from 1993 or 4. That it would was be ridiculous. Okay
1: if it was in the suburbs as far as even giving a rendering like that, but to even submit a rendering like that to The downtown of a big city metro area, and say, "This is what we'd like to build." It was laughable, ridiculous. It's yes, it's it's just even Springfield,
0: Missouri, or another small city like that would have laughed at something like that and said, "Are you kidding me?" And 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 not to mention. Drury's built nicer hotels than this. Oh, it's this a good change. They've got
1: nice places. They people have found fa- free breakfast and stuff like that. That's oh nice. yeah. Well, I mean that's the thing is that
0: they, with, as somebody found, they pulled up a, a brand new hotel that Drury was building somewhere. You
1: stayed in one in St. Louis. Oh, I know. When you were a kid. I remember uh, down by the Ball Stadium.
0: I remember, it and was they're nice. An old building. It was that's an not old, uh, warehouse. Well, that's not to say. It. I remember because it was a weird design, but yeah, it, was it was cool. It, but it was really cool. Yeah. Drury. It's not to say that Drury sucks but it's, do you
1: see do you see how they handled building a hotel in downtown st louis yeah totally different than what they were looking at here so yeah yeah it's no it's the no reason why they this was it
0: felt more of an insult and a and a in a very flippant proposal and you know just a half assed proposal as opposed to being a serious one because as i don't remember what city it was i think it was it may have been something like indianapolis or louisville or something they were the the Renders were found, and it was like a 25-story building, 30-story building, and it was gorgeous. It looked great. And it was just like, are you kidding me? Yeah. And this is not a smaller city than us. Are you freaking right. kidding me? And so that was that was where the real problem was. Because here's the thing, Drury, we all know that you had that information about how, ma- how many hotels were being built before you even made the concept art before you did anything. Because that's how business—you go and you check the markets beforehand. So don't act like you didn't know that. So it was a silly a, they response. Do have a vested
1: interest in Kansas City. I, think they I know they have, do. They what, have six, hotels here. Six hotels, probably. But it was like,
0: if you're going to be serious, be serious and not. Right. Because bl- right. like Hotel Bravo's not it's proposing a, a crappy design building. It's proposing a a a design that is contemporary. Well, that's
1: why I love the Embassy Suites project downtown. The. Federal Reserve Building, the old Federal Reserve Building, so much Mm -hmm. is because that the building is going to look the same on the outside, you know, except for being cleaned up. Right. But that is a beautiful building, and it fits in with the city. And it's actually, after looking at uh, the um, the national uh, other national uh, locations they have, yeah, it's probably right up there with the very biggest. Uh, building they actually have anywhere it's not i don't think it's quite the biggest i think they have a bigger, bigger one in chicago or something i saw right I, I looked at a lot of different images it's huge but it's it's big i mean yeah. 21 stories well yeah yeah and that's all to say
0: not it's yeah that this
1: this is but this Drury, is they'll probably come back and try again later Hopefully,
0: with an actual design that makes sense instead of a silly one. Now, granted, the whole thing about there was a whole fight over should the board of trade building be torn down, which board, I board think it education. should. Or board of education, board yeah. of education building to me is, is ugly. It's it's a relic of the brutalistic, awful nature of 20th century architectural design that's post World War II era. It, it, that Art Deco was to me the last great era of architecture. Everything else since then is is to me just subpar. It, not to, that's even, and that's that's being nice. So, and that's not to say I don't like some modern buildings. Obviously, I think there are some really awesome looking ones. It's just there's th- we're talking about things. Are, are is this going to be you in in thirty years? Are we going to look back and go, man, this looks f- like friggin' ugly. I don't want to look at this building like bell bottom jeans or yes, whatever. yes, exactly. So that is. The Hotel Bravo thing we'll we'll have more about that probably next episode because I'm sure there'll be some talk about that and there'll be some discussions. Um, obviously, the city council will probably make a, a a ruling on it. Well, maybe, who knows. But anyway, on to the next bit. Uh, this is just a quick thing. Um, last week, I talked about the palace building at uh, 1150 grand that there was that Dave Johnson had reported. On his Twitter, that there was going to be a hotel being built there, and that was all he put. Well, I have more information. The hotel is going to be uh, is going to be called Canopy Hotel, and it will uh, be operated by Hilton. And that's that's the new update I have. So the can- this is no longer just Palace the Palace Building Hotel. This will be called Canop- the uh, Canopy Hotel uh, by Hilton and that's it for now. I'm I'm assuming soon we'll have some ar- actual articles written that people will have some more information on. And yeah, so that is that is the update on that. To our next bit, we're going to jump over to the Convention Hotel. So there's a the Convention Hotel is topped off and there was a ceremony this past Wednesday that that they had a you know th- this you know the beam when the ceremonial beam was put up and everything but the mayor and other people gave some statements and gave a little speech and all that and so what we have news from the hotel group and everything is that bookings are slightly ahead of the of schedule or ahead of ahead of the projections exactly of what they had expected or what they had projected out there yeah as we said projections and so that's yeah so they said that's there it's slightly ahead of that so that's good currently so that could increase or it may slow down we don't know by the time the hotel is built Uh, a little less than a, a year from or finished and open a little less than a year from now but the project is also on budget and not only on time it's ahead of time and which i had predicted that way back when this thing was started that they will get they will haul such ass on this that it will be finished. I I predict it will be finished in February and it'll open in February, not April. Because it's topped off now, those cranes will be down probably within the next 3 months or 4 months. And that deal will have it'll be all internal. There's no so if it rains, storms, whatever happens, everybody's working inside pretty much now. So, this is
1: why J. E. Dunn gets so much work. Yeah, is because, because they're good they, and they're fast. Exactly.
0: They they pr- they do Very the quality that they, that they you know they they have a quality standard that's extremely high and they're consistent. So, so that's uh, that's news on the convention hotel. The next is a news with the Kansas City Star Building. We're going to jump down to the Crossroads. Uh, the Kansas City Star Building, as you know, is being, has been gutted and remade into, into a whole new office space, co-working space, going to have all these different things on the property. Well, the first new bit on this is that the place called Bar Plus Rec, or Bar and Rec, is finally off the ground. On the north side of the building, so where the back parking lot was at, northeast side of that now, building. Are, are right across a- from Tapcade. Are they
1: aware that this is not the big building that they see driving downtown, the big green printing building? This is the old, original... Yeah, we're not talking about the printing print press. building that's down... Yeah, we're talking about... Uh, 19th and... 18th the, and... 18th to 19th Street. Yeah, uh, between and Grand, Grand and, and
0: McGee. And McGee. Yeah. yeah, so right across the street from the brick and, and the new casual animal. And the headquarters. Yes, and, sci- and right across from the Scientology <laughs> headquarters. and that's, that's a whole other thing. So that's another episode. Yeah, that's a whole other discussion. <laughs> but the, uh, but so Barn rec, so that's, Barn rec is, is currently, they're gutting their portion and they're building it out. Um, op- scheduled to open January 2020. Three volleyball courts, uh, turf area that'll be 120 by 30 feet for games, fire pits, beer garden, and all that. And this project is fronted by a guy named Mark Musselman. This is from City Scene KC. And the, they're, they're playing, yeah, to, it's going to be games of all kinds of, and stuff you do outside, but you can do it all year round. And because they're, I mean, they're going to open in January, not the best time when you're wanting to play volleyball. But that's, uh, but I, I guess they have some kind of plan in place for how they're going to do that because they act like as though it's not going to be, you know, 20 degrees outside. So, cool. Um, amazingly enough, this space, according to Musselman, uh, can hold 424 people in it. In the inside portion where the bar in it and is going to be at and where they'll have games like uh, shuffleboard, darts,
1: skee-ball, and ping-pong.
0: It'll have four hundred and twenty-four people can fit in there and outside. That's insane. So
1: they want it to be just a real area of, of where people collect to. Yes. And and socialize. Hopefully that'll make them money because that can oh, tear the place up. That's all the, time. the
0: plan, and because yeah. they, cause they, they want to have their thing is the views. Of waiters, you know? Well, the thing is they're hoping that because they'll have the iconic, you know, they'll have this picturesque view of downtown from. From the volleyball courts, and it'll just be a unique. They want to be the the rec hub, as I think the exact quote on that uh, for downtown Kansas City. So I mean, it fits with the vibe with everything else. I mean, this is you got Chicken and Pickle in the north in North KC. Granted, that's not downtown KC, but it's North KC. And then you have t- uh, up down just down the street from there, and uh, you go you, well, you go down to Westport, and you even have. Char bar, which has its own beer garden and g- outside games and all that, so this is this is a th- ever growing uh, new thing that everybody's wanting to do. And it's having these things you can do outside. Outside, yeah. Yeah. That's, so
1: that's uh, I don't know how much money that can make them because it's only u- usable about at the most nine months out of the well, year. Well, I guess
0: they're assuming that. Th- I guess they're got a plan a place to have st- plenty of stuff inside, so you may not be able to play volleyball, but you can do all this other stuff that yeah. you won't be able to do at tapcate or other place or uh, across the street or at or at up down or at boulevard hall you know at the at the
1: beer hall and all that stuff so yeah this this one line uh, in the story says that the former loading dock doors on the north side of the building are being replaced uh to so so well they've got it written wrong to the indoor bar. So, they can open up to the outside space. Yeah. So, it's kind of like an open air bar. Yeah. That looks out to these volleyball right. or these, uh, which, well,
0: basically what chicken and pickle is yeah. to one degree or another. I mean, it's not the same because obviously chicken and pickle can probably o- only hold 200, may, maybe a little more than that. Um, so the, this is, well, it may be able to hold more, but I mean, it's pickle court, so you're not going to have 50 people on a pickle court, but that's,
1: yeah. So that aren't there supposed to be some apartments in this building too, or is it just no? Businesses? It's just office
0: space. It's office spaces in the building. They'll have the 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 games in the north side, and the south side is a grocery store on the southeast corner, and then the southwest side, directly across the street from Scientology building, will be a food hall, and then underneath all that will be several stories of parking underground. Okay. So. So anyway. That's what you got. Look, if you're wanting to have a volleyball game in January, guess where you can go. <laughs> so you don't have to go to the park where there's dog crap and stuff. There'll will be this. So, anyway, ninth, uh, our ninth little bit here is the Keystone Innovation District. There's some news on that. For those who don't know about the Keystone Innovation District, it is a partnership between. Do you do you remember who the who the exact partner was? I th- I thought it was Kopaken uh, and Brooks was the one that wanted to do it, and uh, Copekin and Brooks, and then uh, and then the city to build an innovation district. So that a a as they put it, an internationally com- competitive or nationally competitive entrepreneurial commercial district of of series of and of buildings of office buildings and collaborative spaces across sp- specifically the crossroads the east crossroads all the way into the 18th and vine district across 71 so and i if you pull up that over there there is a yeah. article on it on one, yeah the other pages. yeah i so got it it's then it, if you go to the to City Scene KC, uh, to Kevin Collison's article, he has the breakdown of It's a long article, and it's got a, a great breakdown of it. But they're, they are getting ready to obtain their first bit of property. Or or properties. Uh, I don't know if it's more than one, or but it's at least one. Yeah. yeah. I and think I
1: think it's one and one big one, and then a couple of other small ones. Caddy corner. Right, because the
0: they cause they want well they want to buy like Goodwill has a distribution center. It says that they're wanting to buy. There's there's most of them are empty lots and parking lots and things. And then there's a couple that are actual buildings, but they're either abandoned or they're used by another company that they would have to negotiate with. So these
1: down. these properties are all located between the jazz district and right. the east crossroads going under Bruce R Watkins 71 highway right. and it's all on 18th street
0: right right and and as we've talked about before the whole goal of all this realize all this everybody is this is part this isn't just about the east crossroads this is not no, this is more about business than th- anything
1: else it's it- about tech it's about the tech industry.
0: Yeah, it is. It is, but I but I even and, and that's that's the other big thing, but the thing everybody forgets is is this is a plan that Sly James and the rest had several years ago, years back now, 6 years ago. This is a this is the plan to get to build up and develop the East Crossroads into a normal neighborhood that then is connected to the 18th and Vine 18th and Vine district and then the plan is is then they will have all the justification because the people will be there, the businesses will be there, the 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 uh, uh, leisure, all the all the, the the destination will be there to build a streetcar branch from Main Street east into the 18th and Vine District to the Jazz District. So that's I everything's predicated on that because that's the original concept idea for that is we need to connect the crossroads downtown with the jazz and, district and
1: that's, that's valid I oh no
0: guess. i'm i'm not criticizing at all i think it's it has to and it's and it's it's this is these are all very organic and things that aren't even necessarily in the city's control that have just happened that have well made they claim it come that about. there
1: are other cities around the country that have tech hubs and they're kind of conglomeration of of different entities that yeah. come together to make sort of like a impromptu university of technology in yeah. a sense is what they are. They're centers of, uni- of, of technology development, and um, Kansas City doesn't officially have one, and so that's what they want to make there. And it would be a, a place that a lot of young people, obviously, learning uh, technology and IT and all that, would be, you know, drawn to, and so that would be the catalyst then for – other things in the area, this, this tech center, that would then uh, be able to bridge that gap between those two districts. Yeah. Because they haven't been able to find anything yet that would work. No, and— Nobody's willing to put the money into building something or doing something in between the two in this dead zone. Right. And just, you know, throw their money well, away.
0: And as we've seen, slowly but surely, I mean, Valmayest is, is going to have a huge presence in the north side of the East Crossroads— uh, all these little businesses are slowly creeping their way east. Millhouse, you know, the Artistry Casey is currently under construct is started its construction. Everything is slowly but surely going east. And ten years from now, East Crossroads will will be unrecognizable. You'll, there will be housing everywhere. There will be businesses, not not just not just you know big. Earth-moving businesses, or you know, commercial, you know, blue-collar businesses, as far as the uh, machine shops and things like that, and, and uh, those sorts of things, there will be more variation in the demog- uh, business demographic.
1: Yeah, there needs to be a good balance of yeah, exactly, not just retail and
0: and I mean that's Christmas. and that's to say that in ten years, 18th and Vine will be drastically different. Um, it will keep, I, I think it will keep its, its cultural mess of what it is, well, but uh, it will have so much more things and so many more people going there that it'll be unrecognizable. Part of the problem aspects. with
1: what we've encountered with our jazz district is that we haven't been able to articulate what it is as well as some other places. For instance, you know, everybody thinks of New Orleans to be the, the center of jazz in the country. Right which in a sense it is, but a lot of jazz started here as well.
0: It's like saying barbecue is is only a Texas thing or something or North Carolina thing. It's like, well, it's Kansas City, Memphis. There's several places that all have those claims. Or the blues right, Right. with uh, Memphis and Chicago or St. Louis.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, we definitely have a stake in, in the jazz concept here in Kansas City and we, we do. should capitalize on that and this, Absolutely. Will, this will give them the opportunity
0: Everybody do else that. does and we've we've had very poor att- attempts overall I think over the past 30 years to
1: do that Yeah <sighs> people probably too many tug of wars of power and things over the years have, have ruined it there's too much
0: And I and yeah so that's and but this is good news this is this will be There's a lot of people that are very adamant about this and I think I think you'll see the momentum on that pickup over the course of this year. I, I something tells me that that it will. So, we have three more items to talk about uh, in the news. I'll say, you know what? I'll switch out. We'll, our last bit we'll do first, and then we'll go down to Westport to two projects or two two things. One is I have the exclusive scoop on, just me, and another. Is something you can see for yourself if you just happen to be walking by. So, first thing is, is we're going to go to uh, where it's the Hyperloop. So, uh, Virgin Hyperloop, the company that is trying to build the the bullet in the tube, so to speak, uh, concept, this new transportation mode,
1: six hundred mo- plus miles per hour, right, to get
0: us you know from Missouri to St. Louis, you know, or Kansas City to St. Louis and Columbia and all that. In the course of thirty to thirty minutes or so, minutes. that, and it's and it's everywhere. California, everybody's trying to do it. So the CEO Jay Walder was in Kansas City and and St. Louis as well recently. This and uh, Jeff City, he did, he yeah, Jeff City, yeah, just uh, not that long ago.
1: Yeah, just a week or so.
0: Yeah, and so he was. Well, he's been talking to business people and the government and things, state government and stuff. And so he he said that for. Because of the state doing the feasibility and completed its feasibility deal for could we build an east-west I-70 Parallel uh, paralleled I-70. Hyperloop track. And we cr- built it and said or it was done and it was decided, yes, it could be done. J, uh, Mr. Walder has said that he now puts Missouri as his top pick. For all for for this building uh, to start the hyperloop yeah. process, yeah, which is unbelievable. Now, granted, that could be pandering. I don't know. It could be. It could be pandering, but nonetheless, nonetheless, he he didn't have to say that. And it's Missouri. It's not. I could see it's it. If it were California, I could see him being being a little more of a panderer. But this th- this uh, this project to him is is where Where is going to start here? He seems to be-, be
1: impressed with the fact that Missouri has really everybody
0: has been jumping got, onto this deal, yes, private and, get on and this, public. Get
1: it going, and where we are ahead of other um, I would much say bigger states, states, mind you, I wouldn't even call it states because it's sometimes multi multi state uh, right routes. So other right. other routes, why we are ahead of them is because uh, they have the I seventy uh, right of way. For this hyperloop, which has already been purchased years and mm-hmm. years and years ago, so it's uh, most all—not everything, but most of the, the
0: infrastructure is ready.
1: It's it's already preliminary. It's already, it's already owned by an entity that it can be quickly moved. They don't have to older. buy
0: out farmers and right ha- and parcel owners and things. Right. So. Not
1: not nearly as many as all the rest of them. They have probably years and years and years of negotiations to get through that. Right. Right.
0: And. Yeah cuz realize this folks this is not the 186 or 1840s 1850s 1860s where you have you know yeah. f- most of the property is owned by the government and then with here and there people that they have to buy land from no this is a matter of this is overwhelmingly owned most land now is overwhelmingly owned by private people or at least in where a lot of these these routes are are and yeah it's just not it's not feasible so or it's it's feasible it's just the time is daunting and and right. it's going to be all, an all consuming project so so that's uh, that's a bit more news on the infrastructure um and that's worth speaking of our last thing and then we can wrap up is t- uh two things so westport so i'll go with first the bit that is out there, but it's just not talked about. So there is a the th- new retail space, in in Westport at at the very east end of Westport Road, uh, right next to where the uh, what was it called? The there was the little spe- the little uh space for um.
1: Are you talking about Westport Road in Maine?
0: No, it east was uh, makers 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 uh, mark. No, not makers mark. <laughs> uh, uh the ma- there was a store that was for right for like drawing and things like that they sold bits and things what what was that called makers something yeah they um anyway there's a there's a space right there that the campground was going to go into which is now on Genesee down in the stockyards district in the west bottoms and after that whole thing fell through because of their contractor problems uh redeemer the church my my former church owns the property, and so they were, my, my former uh, church and employer, uh, uh, apparently has got a new uh, tenant, and very quickly, they're basically ready to go, and with a new paint job of red on the front, and it's called Reset, so reset, come to find out because I went over to Oddly Correct a couple of days ago and was talking to my barista friends and colleagues and asked what you know what's up with that deal and they said hey yeah it's uh, so it's a resale shop resale shop for streetwear so for those who don't know streetwear is you know it's it's Nike's Adidas sneakers the special design shoes it's uh, vintage uh, tees and pants and all the stuff that like native street wave loves so much that's it's 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 the it's the it's those things. So it's it's a lot of very it's it can be either extremely high-end, high quality stuff or it can be super cheap and old and there it's it's a it's you know vintage. It's a it's a vintage it's a, for a different crowd, funny enough. So they have two shops already to our knowledge in Kansas City. You have initial and you have Tyco which is across from Monarch on Broadway. And then Initial is over, um, I should say, Initial is over at, uh, yeah, 37th and Southwest Trafficway. So right over by Freshwater, if you all are familiar with that restaurant. It's right a few doors down from there. So there's those are the only two stores. And from my knowledge, to my knowledge, they're pretty successful. Uh, they have, you got a lot of athletes, you know, from the, from the teams, Chiefs, Royals, Sporting that go in there, and then other people obviously from the suburbs and the and the, and the inter- urban core and elsewhere that come in to, to check out these spots because they got they got stuff you won't be able to get. Literally, you won't be able to get anywhere else uh, unless you went to specific, you know, websites or something for streetwear resale, like the eBay of those sorts of things. So, they Reset is one of those places, and it's. Apparently based out of St. Louis is what I was told, and they are—they are. This is their maybe their second location. I don't have much information on them. And oh, and in fact, uh, it opens today at here in like the next hour at (laughs) at noon. That is news. So that is news. That is hot. That is a hot take right there, everybody. Hot off the press. So that opens. Basically, right now. So, if you're looking for and an another streetwear shop that you know and Initial and Tyco aren't aren't cutting it for a day or whatever, they just don't have something you need. You got a new one. So, hey, check out Re- uh, Reset because hey guys, the we need more and more places like this because if you want to get away from the box store stuff, these things have to exist, and so. If, if you're into those sorts of things, if you're into vintage tees and, and, or even nice sneakers and stuff, get over and support them, support Initial, support Tyco, support all these guys because they, they're small business owners and they need your help. So they, they need your support and your, and your patronage. So that's, that's that. And then the very last thing I have to share is the... I, I have a source I will not name, a friend of mine, Who's, the, who's uh, very well, very very in, well aware of of this project, and this is to do with the drugstore. So those of you who don't know, drugstore is right across the street from Reset and oddly correct, and at
1: Westport what? Road in Maine. Westport, yeah, Westport
0: Road in Maine. Yeah, drugs. The drugstore is called that. It's an artist space right now. It's it's a it's a old drugstore. Obviously, it's the old Obviously. cat's. cats drug the old store cat, chain. Yeah, the old cat's drugstore chain. That's I think the original. Look, no, it's not the original. It was when it was built back in the 30s. It was the largest of its kind in the country, maybe the world actually for that matter. So, it historically it has significance. It also is significant because it was a spot where part of the uh, Bobby Greenlee uh, <laughs> kidnapping and and murder case part of the part of that case happened in that parking lot behind the building. So anyway, that's an aside from me. That nobody really knows about that, but that's that's uh that's something I found out in my in my historical studies. But the so I have it word that give it two years or so, next year and a half, that major changes are coming to drugstore and it's existence that there may be something more that a new destiny something not just for art collaboration but more of what its original purpose was and more on top of that and that more that more construction may occur with that with that parcel and yeah that there's potentially big Big thing's gonna happen with that space. I can't say any more because I don't want that person to get in trouble for telling me and then me telling everybody that is listening. So that's a big deal because it's if you've ever been in the drugstore, it's a huge building and it's it's when you can look and pay attention to the details beyond its shab its current shabbiness, the Osco drug, <laughs> the former Osco drug v- veneer on it. And yeah, look- Osco
1: bought out cats. They I did. Believe, or it, maybe there was even another a chain that bought Cats out. But Cats was really a big drugstore chain in the country based, yeah. based out of Kansas City. And, yeah,
0: the 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 Cats brothers lived in Midtown, I think, too. So yeah. um,
1: They were like Western Auto. They had stores everywhere.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, like Western Auto. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, Western Auto was headquartered in KC, and that's why— that building downtown has that, and, and then that guy ended up founding Pepperdine University. Yeah, one of and the, one of
1: the founders of West of uh, Western Auto was John uh, Pepperdine, yeah, or whatever. Uh, I think it was
0: George Pepperdine or something. Yeah, and like he that.
1: later, after they sold out the the auto parts store chain, he moved to California. Yeah. And, and started Pepperdine. Pepperdine University. Yeah,
0: it's go figure. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that's uh, that's that's all to say. The drugstore is a, is, a, is a historically important piece of Kansas City history in an in a area of town that has just a bunch of those. And there is, I think, there, the, the, as it was told to me, there is a plan to rejuvenate that space and make it more than just a bunch of art studios, but to have the art studios and more there. And hopefully we'll see a, re-des- a, re- a refurbished Drugstore. So anyway, that's all I've got. You have anything else you wanted to add, Dad, to the news? Because I don't have anything no. else.
1: Uh, I just, I'll just uh, follow your lead.
0: Okay. Well, <laughs> anyway, that's that's our podcast for today. Dad, do you have? Uh, thanks for coming on and uh, doing Thank this with me. It's been me. fun. Yeah, you're welcome. It's been fun. Yeah, this has been fun. So anyway, as I always say, know your city. <laughs>